decades. Because my brain never stops. <clears throat> so it wakes me up 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Well, that's... I. It's funny, we just watched... Last night, uh, Melissa and I went to Philly and we watched a play called You Shouldn't Be Doing What You're Doing on That Ladder. And it was by Tribe of Fools, which is the, the theater troupe that's... Uh, they're Philadelphia circus performers and teaching artists. So their plays always involve a lot of physical feats. Oh, cool. But as a method of storytelling. And so this was a one-man show, and there were three ladders, a 12-foot, an 8-foot, and a 4-foot. And the whole the play was about depression, but there was very minimal dialogue, and so much of it had to do with his balancing act on the ladders with the ladders, like balancing them literally on himself. And there was a whole, a whole bit about like being, not being able to sleep, waking up in the middle of the night, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and it was kind of a, that sounds like my kind of play. You would have really liked it. They, they don't, they don't have big budgets because they're a fully independent, you know, theater troupe. They have some sponsorship that sponsors their pieces, but, um, they they do such amazing work with so little in the way of resources or capital, you know, compared to what big theaters in Philadelphia are doing. And it's always really, really cool stuff to watch. So, um, it's just funny. I was thinking about it, was thinking about it all night and all day, which is part of the reason why we were late this morning, because I didn't get to bed till like 1.30. When we got home. I'm telling you right now, ahead of time, a year from now, God willing, and we're all still alive, um, <clears throat> and the earth is still rotating on its axis. <laughs> we'll see. Shen Yun, every time I see the advertisement of that Chinese dance, Japanese dance, whatever it is, they're yeah. at the Merriam Theater, I want to see them so bad. And saying something like that to your father that involves Philadelphia, I might as well be talking to that gun rack over there. <laughs> I want to see them so much. <laughs> they, I don't even know where they get their but they're they're a listed they're listed as a nonprofit dance company, and they have <sighs> billboards, they have pamphlets. They somebody comes somebody comes by Darlington every month or two with pamphlets to put down for us. I'm like, how can you afford to advertise out here? But they it's huge. Like you said, you just you see it everywhere. Well I'll I'll take you sometime. Sometime. Thanks. We'll go drive yeah. It'll be a hell of a round trip for me. <laughs> it's not to not to make you look bad, Dad. I'll get some rest then. <laughs> well welcome welcome back. And and welcome Two oh, mom you're fears already my doing this? Yeah, we're oh, good. We're good. I was just waiting for you. Oh, okay. So we could do the welcome to Mom Fears My Podcast. Oh, okay. oh thank you. Thank you. And my name is Mike, and with me is my father, Alan. Oh, hi there. Hello there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and my mother, Barb. With the yellow aura. With the yellow aura. Yes. She's feeling very yellow today. I'm yeah. very yellow. I'm just putting the headphones on so because I didn't get a chance to listen to your mic. Oh, okay. Um... Is it working? It's working. We're okay. doing... I mean, I heard it because Mom banged on it, so oh, that was nice and loud in the headphones. I... You do this. Tapped it gently. You don't, no, no, no. <laughs> um, 
But so I'm trying something new today for the mobile um, podcasting. When Dad and I record alone, I have two table stands. I have two relatively similar microphones. One's older and more beat up than the other one. But, um, and I just plug right into my handheld recorder. I get two separate tracks and then I can mix them later and balance the volume. But rather than every time I've had to do three or more mics, I have to like pull my interface out of the rack. I have to bring my computer along. I have to set it all up to record individual channels. So this time I'm trying it with the small mixing board and it's just going one master track into the handheld recorder. So if we're all talking backwards when you do this one, that's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If that or we got possessed halfway through. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this... This is going to be like a one-shot kind of thing. I'm not going to be able to alter the volumes individually. I can't wait. (laughs) So it's also, I gave mom the good mic. Because I have a yellow aura. No, because you have the good mic. Oh. (laughs) I gave birth to the good mic. You bore the good mic. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Um, But it sounds good, so I'll ditch the headphones. I already have a microphone like right in front of me, so... We'll try and do as as little paraphernalia as possible. We were just talking about the play I saw last night. It was a one-man show about depression, and there's lots of stuff on ladders that he was doing that he should not have been doing, like standing on one foot on top of a you know eight-foot ladder and standing on the tippy top of a twelve-foot ladder. Like the whole time, like my palms (laughs) were just sweaty. And the artistic director that used to work with. he was an actor for Hetty Feather when we did it at DTC, so because circus, um, and he's the artistic director for Tribal Fools. He was just sitting off to the side the whole time, like the thinker, but watching me. I mean, he was watching the play, but every time there was something crazy, he would turn and look at me because he knew I <laughs> he knew I was a production manager, and he was watching me like squirm in the seat when he was. I mean, th- it was really cool. I wish you could see it. So Bal- he, balancing act is a great way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's great. That was, um, it was, it was epic. It had me, um, you know, he, he's doing, cause, because it's so physical, <laughs> stink buck, because it's so physical, um, you know, he was, there was a lot of, I don't want to call it miming cause it's not miming, but there was, there was just a lot of, um. Body you know, language. Yeah, him him like going to the gym when he's in a good mood versus going to the gym when he's in a bad mood and like taking care of the dog when he's happy, taking care of the dog when he's sad and all this stuff. You don't need words for that. Yeah. Yeah. You really yeah. don't. Yeah. And the Yeah. It was good. The the hardest part really was he when when he finally made it up to the top of the twelve foot ladder, he was standing on it as if it was the edge of a building. And he just said, completely, like, understated, I shouldn't be here. And I was just like, I lost it. Yeah, that I would was give just, you chills. Yep, I was just sitting in the seat, like, quietly sobbing. And it, you know, the point was that he, he comes to realize, like, what he's about to do. And he's like, I shouldn't be here, I shouldn't be, you know. And so it's the joke is, like, I shouldn't be standing on top of the ladder, shouldn't be wanting to jump off a building. There was... You know, I would love to see that. Yeah, it was good. It's and, and it's one of those things they only run it like three weeks, and then they pack it up do and they, they work ever, on the next one. Do they ever make DVDs out of these things for sale? No, since that's since a shame. So many of the actors in Philly 
Well, there's a couple a couple things. There's a lot of actors in Philly that are equity, and so the the equity union rules you can only uh, you can only videotape it for archival purposes. Um, but also, it's like that um, the the joy of experiencing theater is being there and being live, and you know mm-hmm. it, it loses something when it becomes two D. I mean, you still get to see it, but um, and that's why a lot of people were like when when Broadway theaters started talking about having their own channel and like sending musicals out to the masses there's a lot of people that are like that kind of ruins the point of being the last component of the play which is the audience you know so no they do not short answer (laughs) okay because also then they would have to pay a videographer and have the dvds produced and it's just more overhead but my socks are coming off how are you dad Oh, oh, well, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. You were looking for a break today, though, right? Yeah, right, right. It's been a while since we. It's been a while since we had mom on. That's because you brought our screwy daughter on, your sister. Yes, that was yeah. a great podcast. That was so much fun to listen to. All she did was laugh through the whole thing, which yeah. which I knew would happen. <laughs> So we do have a copy of that already. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I burned another seat. Like the so many reasons why we were late. First of all, I was up late, and when I when my eyes opened at quarter after eight, I was like, "There's no way I'm leaving this house in 15 minutes." Um, but also, uh, I was I had that. Oh wait, did I give them a copy? Did I burn them a copy? I had that panicked well, where we'll give it to give it give it to Elena. Yeah, sure. give the other one to Elena. I I don't understand why. I'm sure a lot of people do that, but it is it is definitely something that happens to me where I can both vividly remember doing something, but can also vividly remember not doing it. <laughs> it oh, it happens to me every day. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm just going to burn another copy. I don't care if it takes 10 more minutes. I'm going to burn it. Um, so yeah, so now you have two. And even on the ride down here, Melissa's like, I'm, I think... You already gave them one, and I was like, I probably gave them two already, yeah. and then they'll says, have a third says one. Says Thanksgiving around. on it? No, oh, no, no. It says it, the, the episode was called "Nobody Puts Elena in the Corner." Yes, <laughs> yes, he did, he I did will. All the all the dirty will, dancing trivia. I will take that down on Monday. Next time she's on, we'll do Red Dawn trivia and Roadhouse trivia. It'll just oh, always God. be Patrick Swayze trivia. <laughs> Okay, I can take another day off. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes. Um, No, but yeah, I I, I just wanted to... I wanted you to be able to come say hi again. Hi again. And catch up. Um, That's about it, though. I didn't have really anything else planned, so... Oh, good. Um, Thank you for coming to the house. You guys got to come see the new house, finally. Oh. That was very nice. Beautiful. Very nice. Oh, I'm glad you guys like it. I mean, I like it too. I didn't mean to make it sound like that. <laughs> you guys like it. I'm glad you guys like it. No, it's. I mean, it's. I I, I like it. The past th- three months, we've kind of been able to turn it into home. You yeah. know, when you first move into something, it feels so like strange and alien, and and it's not like it's not like a great house. As in, like, well-built. Yeah, it was built during that period where builder-grade construction. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everything's just kind of... Anything after 1950 is like... <laughs> pretty much, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I've come to understand. But, um, 
but yeah, it was nice. Right before you guys came, we got our family photos up on the wall. We got our artwork up on the wall. I have the wood to build the bookshelves, but it's just too cold in the garage. Not for much longer, probably, but I'm building uh Yeah, let's hope not much longer. Yeah. This has been this has been like the the lamest winter. I'm gonna be really sad. I know you guys don't like the cold, but I'm gonna be really sad if I don't have at least one snow day where I don't have to go to work. <laughs> because Darlington Darlington is a school, so when Garnet Valley schools close we close, and I get a genuine snow day. There's no, like, make up that work. There's no, you know, try, try and work from home if you can. There's usually emails and stuff like that I can do, but it's, like, an hour. I think Mary Jane, done. Dwayne's mom, said this will be the first time in about a decade that they actually will have the four-day weekend for President's Day because oh. that's always the first day they use when they need snow makeup is one of the four, uh, okay. usually Friday. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching the Weather Channel yesterday, and Antarctica was 65.3 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, man. Time to get out there. Those real estate prices have to be pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some. I saw some. Somebody posted about that. that. That's that's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. Great Lakes that we're talking this morning have not frozen at all yet. So people with summer homes on the beaches of different Great Lakes are now watching the water come right up to their property. Whoa. Six years ago, a uh, mother was talking about her daughter having been married on the beach in front of their summer home, and they now are sandbagged up against Whoa. what used to be beach and is now water. Right. So? I mean, that's, you know, that's that's global warming right there. <laughs> it's like... It's getting pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, like, it it fluctuates, obviously, but it's just, it's one of those things when 99% of the scientific community is like, no, we're totally, this is happening. <laughs> and then you see, you know, temperatures like this. It gets pretty, gets very freaky. Like, everyone better start building boathouses. But, um, I don't know. I, uh... I, I would probably live in Antarctica <laughs> if I could. I just feel like, you know, those other nine months of the year when it's 10 degrees, zero degrees, and negative 20 degrees, <laughs> that would be pretty rough. But I don't, uh, the older I get, the less I like the, the bitter, bitter cold. I just, I just love snow. I think it's just like a holdover from being a kid. I'm sure. Some, I mean, some people, I think some people eventually grow out of it, but I will never... I will never not see snow and think about, uh, wait, that was too many negatives. I will never see snow and not think about playing with my AT-AT and my snow troopers, my Star Wars figures. Out outside. on the well cover. Yeah. <laughs> out, out on the well cover in the snow. And we'd, we'd find stormtroopers in the spring when all the snow melted yes. because they got buried under the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Uh, I probably lost more figures that way. That in the sandbox. There's still a there's still a Jawa or two in the sandbox. I'm sure. Well, there was a city in upstate New York that was minus eleven this morning, and the weatherman on the Weather Channel said 
oh, that must be a mistake. And they came back to it again, and it still read minus 11. So it was colder in upstate New York than Antarctica. Okay. Yeah, that's that's weird. Dad's coming back. I feel tiptoes. I hear tiptoes. <laughs> Hi. Hello again. Hi. Our Hi there again. Poor old Welcome Poodle. to oh. Mom Fears My Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. Oh. Who is starring? You're now a co-star. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yep. That was fast. I didn't expect to get a word in, so I might as well be downstairs. <laughs> Don't care. Well, how about this? Um... Tell me about the the song that you sent me this week. Well, I guess you didn't send it to me because you're on a smartphone. But the the song you told me to find um, earlier this week. Well, I to like was, why? And... I heard it the other day on the radio from uh, 1961. A song called "Let There Be Drums" by Sandy Nelson. Now he had a he had a uh, Las Vegas show, and he had all kinds of shows. He did all kinds of live albums. I have one, I have a couple of his albums, and I have the single of the song Let There Be Drums. And it was, uh, oh, I thought of you and <laughs> Willett, your son, right away, because I know Willett was messing with drums. The only thing on the song is guitar and drums. Right. And and minimal guitar, but but Sandy Nelson was a drummer for. Uh, it, yeah. Now, do you recognize it now, Mom? I do now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I do. It can play. <laughs> I'll always listen to that. Um, he drummed for. Um. Senile. Actually played, actually played drums with. <laughs> You're so bad. Actually played drums with. Um, Spit it out, dear. Vincent, Vincent, and the Blue Caps. Okay. Uh, I don't know them. Yeah. I can't. I think it was first name now. The uh, the record you had, record you put in the frame for me. Gene Vincent. Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps. Okay. He drummed for them. And uh, that's the that's the uh, 78 record that I found in the box of... Nice. It was the only 78 <laughs> in the record, in the box. A guy gave me a box of albums. Most of them were country. Some of them were jazz. I kept a couple. <laughs> this is... It was 1961. 1961. This is like some... This should be in a Tarantino movie. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. That's, that's the first thing to think of. <laughs> it's very like that, almost that surf, surf rock. And um, and he wrote, he did this song. Get on your computer devices <laughs> and listen to "Let There Be Drums" by Sandy Nelson. Before he recorded the song, he lost a foot. <laughs> In an automobile accident, so he's doing all this with one pedal, or one foot on... All the pedals. All the pedals, any pedals that he had. <laughs> right. And this is before you could 
you could synthesize your drums or right. whatever. Or so. or a foot. Or a foot, for that matter, <laughs> you yeah. Can, you can pretty much synthesize but, uh, a foot these days, too. Check it out sometime. There's a live version that you can that you can listen to, too. Yeah, he there's could a... 3D print a foot for you. <laughs> 3D printer, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's in 1961. A... No, now. <laughs> now they could. They couldn't even have 3D movies. And... <laughs> there's that, that, uh... was, that was just a... There's a bunch of live videos of him mm-hmm. uh, playing too, but like not not from the '60s or '70s. Like, there's a lot of live videos of him playing. I, I don't know if he's still alive. I didn't look that far into it, but you know, as a as an older man, like clearly in his '60s or '70s, yeah. rocking these drums yeah. <laughs> at shows and stuff. Yeah, he's quite the drummer. So yeah, it was pretty cool to watch, and it's very, um, as far as drummers go, very understated. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of like sits there. Yeah, yeah. He almost looks like a turtle, except All his arms are going. Look like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you got you got some some guys that have flair and really get into it. Um, I went on a kick for a while on YouTube, just finding um, footage of drummers who like steal the show, or there's a great um, Yanni. Yanni's drummer. Oh yeah. In live at the Acropolis. We gotta talk about Yanni again, of oh, course. Oh, <laughs> he does a drum blast out in the middle of one of the songs, and yeah. it is incredible. Yeah, I can't imagine he's surrounded by anything but masterful Absolutely. musicians. Absolutely. Um, but there's this great, this great, um, the drummers in the wrong band. Um, <laughs> like like Reddit. Anyway, this is a place where people can go to put to drop links um, for drummers who are clearly... So, like, there's a slow song playing, but the drummer's, like, spinning his sticks and, you know, hair going everywhere and really into it. Or uh, these guys, it's, like, cover band that's playing at, a at like, a high school reunion. And they're all just, like, you know, middle-aged guys playing in the band, but the drummer is still just rocking. And it's great. It's great to see that. Oh, but yeah, that's good. I didn't get a chance to let um, Willett listen to it yet. Yeah, he's been playing. He's been playing percussion in the band this year. I might have already talked about this, but he's doing chorus this year, and then he's also doing violin. This is his second year of violin too. Oh, that's incredible! And when he brought the paper home at the beginning of this year, you know, he's fourth grade now, so he, they started violin last year. He said, "I want to." I want to keep playing violin. Fourth grade is when they're allowed to do chorus. And it's also when they start doing band, advanced band. And he said, I want to play the drums. And we're like, okay, like, this is great. But look at, let's talk about your schedule. Let's talk about everything you'd be doing. You'd be going to violin one, one morning in the week for your special. And then another time in the week, there'd be drums. And then you'd also be doing chorus one or two mornings every week. And he was committed to it, and he said he wanted to do it. And we were like, okay, you know. And his mom and I were both thinking that there'd be something that he would drop out of, and he's still... Not so far, huh? No, he's still rocking. Good. I think he I think he likes the violin the least now, but it's because he loves to sing, and he loves to hit stuff. So <laughs> drums, <laughs> drums and chorus are working really well. Violin, we kind of have to, like, come on, let's practice, let's do, you know. That's um, how Lindsay was. She took violin lessons for a while but he's still he's still liking it and he's got his guitar on a stand in his room i don't know if he's played it much but when we were playing and it was like 
every day for a month when he would come over in the morning before school, he wanted to learn something new or practice something or teach me one of your songs, Dad. So we I can see him playing keyboard. Yeah. With that long hair <laughs> and the fact that the you know, the yeah. violin and the flute and the guitar and the piano are all in the same chords. Yeah. So he well maybe he will. Who knows if they'll get to do that in fifth grade or I'll bet you he'll love that. It would. I would love I would love I wish it was more convenient to bring him to Darlington to do piano lessons because there's a lot of great teachers there, but um it's just there's no there was no time it would be it would be another evening during the week or a saturday morning or they're doing rock climbing now did i tell you guys this um they got a they got it for christmas oh right yeah for christmas they got a five five class you know gift certificate for both boys to do rock climbing at the philadelphia rock gym in coatesville um, rock walls yeah mean? rock walls oh shoot. not not real rocks yet. okay not real mountain climbing it was start start <laughs> yeah. small but they but they went to five classes the end of the the fifth class ended i guess two weeks ago and they said they wanted to start up again so they we did eight more weeks of them doing rock climbing that's pretty awesome that um, is so great that they're getting to try all these different things yeah that makes such a well-rounded kid it does it does. I want, um, you know, I see it a lot at work, um, you know, when people are trying to schedule private lessons or pick a pick an art class to take or something like that. I, nine times out of ten, the, the, the parent is like, well, it's got soccer on Saturday and, uh, you know, intramural volleyball on Thursday. We're doing uh, Boy Scouts Tuesday night. We've got, and it's like every night of the child's week is is sorted with some activity or another and um i know it i know i didn't do that i think i you know i tried a couple of sports and failed miserably but i when i was doing you know chorus and the play and stuff i feel like that's all i did as far as extracurricular stuff you know i mean we didn't really have like an art center to go take art classes at but you know there's another place where the word balance comes up. Yeah. The kid still needs time to be a kid. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. you can go kind of overboard with that. I I believe that too. I value play a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I think that um, we try and take regular screen breaks, you know, days, nights, weekends, sometimes where there's like, we're not going to do, we're not going to do screens. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, I still like video games. I love movies. But, you know, we got Will at his own iPod Touch last birthday. And if he could, he would probably plug it into the wall so it stayed charged and just sit there and be on it all day. Um, Jude, at least, Jude's still, you know being six he's still all about the star wars toys and the <laughs> legos and playing and stuff like that but yeah Willet is fast approaching the age where everything is gonna get really expensive that he wants to do <laughs> i'm not looking forward to that he's talked about going back to wrestling a couple of times but it's kind of fleeting and even though i think that's a good physical exercise i think it's a good base for self-defense even and all that kind of stuff it's just like 
that culture really kind of irks me. The... I wouldn't want to touch a sweaty body, blessing. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Mixed martial arts, maybe, but yeah. not that. Even that gets pretty sweaty. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just all so, like, there's nothing, there's nothing you can pick for them that's less than $125 a month, whatever it is they do. Is that oh, right? you were yeah. a cheap kid. Yeah. yeah. You lived in a world that you created in your mind. Every single day there was another imaginative world that you would draw and you'd have the whole storyline that went with it all from your head. Wow. Kids are losing that. You think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ask ask your children the last time they were asked to memorize anything. Oh. We had to memorize the Gettysburg Address. We had oh. to memorize the preamble to the Constitution. We had to memorize this, memorize that. Right. Plus we why, had to. Plus why, we had to write in cursive. Yeah. Why do <laughs> that, that when you? Nobody can, should have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Why do that when you can pull up the Gettysburg Address on your iPad? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those okay. are skills. I those can are see it. those are part of your brain chemical makeup that's being lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get cone alien heads. <laughs> Let's just say we can just three D print the Gettysburg Address. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I don't know. That's what I. That's what I like about. Um, I don't know. Seeing seeing kids that are still. Uh, active taking private music lessons doing stuff in the fine arts and dancing and all that i mean i know it's not necessarily a, a brain thing but i feel like it's oh i think it is it still builds yeah there's a certain half of your brain that deals with the fine arts stuff being creative creativity yep yeah that kind of stuff makes me uh makes me really miss doing Sound design full time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually I have a few things lined up for this year. So I'm doing Othello in March with the Lantern, and I'm doing the Tempest for Delaware Shakespeare this year. Which is like, not only is it the first, the Tempest was the first Shakespeare production. That's nah, not true. We uh, did Antioch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did scenes from Midsummer Night's Dream when I was in middle school when i was in eighth grade we did scenes at the festival but the first full production of a shakespeare play was the tempest in college at antioch that i ever did i'd like to see that and the first play i ever sound designed was the tempest for the adult ensemble at people's light it was not like a main stage show but it was you know why don't you ask our sound guy to do it and you know i don't think i even got paid to do it but it was like during your work time you can go work on sound design for the show <laughs> so the first show i ever sound designed was the tempest and now i get to do it this summer i'm waiting to fun. see your name come up on the credits after movies <laughs> i keep telling you go to philadelphia when Shyamalan's there go to philadelphia <laughs> when he likes to promote Local he talent. Does. Who he knows? really does. Shyamalan. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, Shyamalan. Same to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shyamalan with your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, I don't know. I mean, I always, 
I, you know, I went into theater because I wanted to be an actor. And that, that first semester at Antioch, the, the idea of a, an actor life really scared the bejesus out of me. And I found a whole lot of love for doing stagecraft and sound and lights and, you know, the technical side of theater, the backstage work, making the magic happen so that, you know, people wouldn't know how much work went into it. But Actors talk about that all the time. Yeah. Um, like when they have specials come up after Walking Dead. Right. We could never have done this without the people behind us. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. What an amazing cast. What an amazing crew. Yeah. They just got to be more mindful about where their coffee cups are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she didn't do it. No. No, she did it. It was the big red-haired guy yeah. that did it. Yeah. He finally oh, fessed up. Yeah, the, um, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Sound design. Yes. The back workings of theater. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, that, that aspect of it, I think, was um, a big a big turning point for me in really loving, I don't know if I would still love theater if I was a working actor. I don't, like, I don't know how people do it with a family, you know, I, I'm yeah. I'm jealous sometimes of my friends that go out on tour because they're single and just they get they get their um, you know their hotels paid for and they're traveling all over the place and it looks amazing. I mean, I love having a family, but like I don't know how you do that independent contractor life as a as a family person. But as far as movies go, um, I have started writing again you know i've always had four or five screenplays plays why does this not surprise me (laughs) (laughs) i've always had these ideas um in my head from you know the the post-apocalyptic stuff um you know a, a whole a whole story about um a whole story about losing your michael han universe (laughs) yes that's what i want my own cinematic universe (laughs) but yeah chatting with um chatting with brian lately uh i've been seeing him more often and talking to him more often because we really kind of fell apart for a while until a couple years ago when we when we got back in each other's orbits again um and he like reminded me of this whole zombie story that still has not been done. And it got me really inspired to search through all my, you know, I, I set up my old computer when I when we got the house and I set up the studio. And I found all my external hard drives that had all my stuff saved on it. And so I've been going through and looking for old pictures and looking for music that I thought I lost and things like that. And going through my, my like, folder of writing that I had, I had a comic book for a while that I was just writing the story for and I was going to try and pitch. And like, I'm about 30 pages over the past two weeks, which is, you know, if you're writing full time, you should be able to churn out a whole 90 page screenplay in two weeks, to be honest. But this, like, I'm, I built an outline again. I've been trying to remember all the beats and I text Brian every once in a while and he's like, no, it was this. And it was very music driven. So I even had a whole, like, soundtrack already built in my head. For zombies? For a zombie movie, yeah. What? Ah, the Rocking, the Rocking Dead. (laughs) That's Japanese, the Rocking Dead. Um, What new angle did you think 
Well, maybe he doesn't be, want to tell everybody over there. Yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> Our throngs of listeners. We never know yeah, yeah. who's listening. If I if I sell it, I'll I'll tell you. Okay. But it was like. Um, oh, that's intriguing. <laughs> it is. It's like a meshing. It's like a meshing of two worlds. <laughs> so crab people. And... Yes, crab. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you remember that. It is so funny. That I you would never that. forget that. Because I just kind of went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I, I don't even know. I had to be five or six. Like, yeah. remembering myself saying that to you, and I guess we'll have to Tarantino this and explain it for everybody who's listening. But remembering myself saying that to you sounds like Judas to me. Like, sounds yeah. like Judas talking. So yeah. it had to be five or six. But yeah, do you want to tell everybody what you're talking about? Because I thought it was funny the way you... Better watch. Somebody may have to pick him up sometime. Somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were talking in the schools at the time. Michael was in kindergarten and first grade about making sure your child had a safe word so that they knew if someone said, your mom did this, your mom heard that, she sent me to pick you up from school instead, the person had to be able to say the safe words. Right. So I talked to Michael and I said, do you have a word that you want to remember and for me to remember? And the word was crabarana. And I said, okay. And I remember it to this day, and it's been a long time since kindergarten and first grade. Yeah, and it was because I, I had drawn, I for some reason had started drawing these crab people. Michael Hahn universe. Yeah, yeah. Crab people, crab, and that, that was the planet they were from. Crabarano was their home planet. Actually, that's part of the Stephen King universe because that's what came up right. On- on the monstrosities. Yeah, drawing of the three. <laughs> See, I knew even back then. I had I had good ideas. I think Stephen King and I were influenced by the same level of the Tower around that time. Possibly. <laughs> oh, I, we should go back. We should see when Drawing of the Three was written. That would be hilarious if yeah, it was like that was 1984. Actually, that was actually my favorite of all the books. Oh, so good. Oh. Yeah. I like I like Wasteland a lot, but oh my goodness, that makes that makes me feel bad. What? Yeah. My safe word was help me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me there. All right, May nineteen eighty seven. So I was eight oh. when the drawing of the three was written. So oh, he took okay. the idea from me from Crabarana. Yeah, he did. He just made them lobsters instead of maybe, okay. maybe he I created. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be great. I could use about $50,000 right now. That would that would be swell. Take a check? Yes. <laughs> um, It'll be in the mail. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll wait for it. Um, yeah, that would that would that would be uh, life-changing money. I don't even I don't even know what I would with a billion dollars, I have to thank everybody around me that I loved would have a house. That was paid oh, for. Absolutely. I can't. There, absolutely. There aren't enough video games in the world. Once I built myself my own viewing theater and studio, 
Okay, we'll what all else? wait in line patiently. You just wait in line. Yeah. No, we can do it at the same time. I'm, I'm taking it as a lump sum, even though I never play the lottery. <laughs> a billion? Yeah. Awesome. Wow. <clears throat> Taxes will be rough, but you know what? I'll have a billion dollars, so I'll just mm-hmm. pay them. <laughs> oh, man. Crabarana. <laughs> I used to draw I used to draw Star Wars scenes all the time. There's oh, yeah. there's a kid at one of the summer camps who was way into Star Wars, loved drawing AT-ATs and, and you know, ATST walkers and stuff like that. And I showed him how I used to draw X-Wings and TIE Fighters and explosions, and you'd, th- you'd think I'd shown him uh, the Da Vinci Code or whatever. Like, his mind was blown. Get out. Yeah. So That's great. I, I very distinctly remember drawing Star Wars stuff. Oh, um... Like pitfall style. Do you remember any of the pitfall type of drawings I would do where it was like it was like an underground layer, so that there would the start would be at the top and you would like the little stick figure and I would draw like the hallway with a pit trap in it and then like a rope that you had to swing over the water and So you developed video games before they had the video I, games. I that is exactly what I should be doing with my life i think i was so into them and seeing seeing games now that have stories that have 28 hours worth of a cinematic story that you become the main character in there is no reason i shouldn't have been doing sound design for video games there'd be another I mean, doing sound design in theater is 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 meshing my love of theater and my love of music. But could have done it for video games. I don't know that that industry is kind of shaky though. That's one of those industries where people are overworked and there's no there's no like unions for them, and places just shut down when their games stop making money. They're like, oh, we're closing, you know, EA Games in Toronto or whatever. We're closing and two hundred jobs gone. So it would be a dangerous market to be in, but it's kind of the reason. Not and cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that would be that would be awesome. I don't know. My 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 dream now is to finish this script. I actually have a couple of friends who are in the film industry via you know theater and you know contacts and that kind of school. So there's. There's some playwrights that I know who do screenplay stuff and some that Melissa knows. And, like, I, I fully plan on finishing because I have the whole story. I've had it for years in my head. And I'm finally, like, just writing it. Just doing the... the my biggest problem with writing is it's very fair weather for me. Like, I don't think I could be that Stephen King, like, I'm going to go write four hours a day every day. This is the time where I sit and write, and whatever comes out, comes out. And for some people, you know, he puts out, what, three books a year? And for me, it's like, oh god, it's been two weeks. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but I am I am fully committed to just finishing the script, sending it to people that need to see it to give me pointers on, like, even, even as far as, like, how it's formatted, you know. Um... Although the internet's good for researching that, too. How to format your zombie screenplay. There you go. Yeah. Go for it. Um, 
but we'll see. That's my goal now. I, I've, I've always wanted to be a filmmaker, but I think, um, I don't know, that, that time where people were searching for, like, the next young, hip filmmaker, that sort of, like, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas... James Wan. Brian De Palma, yeah. Like, that, that, that kind of world has, I think, slowed down. Not that there aren't young filmmakers out there, but I think it's, uh, I think they're, they're not looking for them like they used to. You know, it's kind of the same with, like, bands. People are, people are always looking for the next pop star, but there's no, like, rock and roll no, movement. No, not like there used to be, That people no. are moving for. So, um, I just, my, my goal now, instead of trying to, to make a bad independent movie, is to write a good script that someone is willing to buy and give me, you know, credit for. So that I can, be, I can at least awesome. see that one. Screenplay by. Yeah. Oh, I live for the day. Yes. Well, I'll try and make it, try and make it happen. Oh, man. But now it's time, time for oh. Dad Fears My Trivia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was with you there. Thank you. Um, Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so we, let's see, how do we want to do this? I, f- I always forget how we do it. <laughs> it's kind of a collaboration. Yeah, Luke, she, that's fine. She goes first. And she gets first guess. First guess. I, I, I like any version of this collaboration. Um, all right. It's just I need to help keeping track of how many there are, how many I ask. That's zero. This. It's called paper, and there's this lead stick. <laughs> <laughs> and you put a slash. That's... The way you described all of that sounds very crude. Yes. (laughs) Question number one. Okay. Released in 1941, what is the only Disney animated feature film with a title character that never speaks? Never speaks. Mm Mm-hmm. Harpo Dwarf. <laughs> Disney character. Wait a minute, now Disney character. 1941. It's got to be Pluto. Pluto doesn't talk. No, it's a, so it's the... A main character from a Animated movie. feature film with a title character. Oh my gosh. So I, for example, Sleeping Beauty. Right. But she talks. Yeah, so does so Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> incorrect. All right, you give up. Yeah. Dumbo. Dumbo never speaks. Oh, Dumbo can't yeah. speak. He's a film. That's right. <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, Bambi does. So the way they, the way they pick and choose. Oh, that's crazy. Um. Anyway, the way they pick and choose which animals can and can't speak, it's like that age-old, why does, why is Pluto act like a dog, but Goofy wears a hat and drives a car? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Question number two. Oh, there you go. The Traveling Wilburys was an English-American supergroup consisting of Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, and what other singer? Roy Orbison. Correct. 
All right. <laughs> You're just checking them off as I was reading them. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was... All right. Let's see. Ooh, question number three. Alyssa Milano starred in what fantasy television drama about a group of sisters that discover they are witches? This is definitely not your cup of tea or time period, but... No, because it comes on. It comes on sci-fi. Alyssa Milano. Oh. From Who's the Boss fame. Right. Yeah, she was the daughter in Who's the Boss. Oh, my gosh. It still runs sometimes. What was it, a series, a film? Yes, a series. television drama. It was a series, yeah. I can't think of the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. I've Mm. seen it on TV. I can't think of the name of it. No. Give up. No, I haven't. It's Charmed. 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 See, all I could think of was Bewitched, and I knew that wasn't right. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, got it. Not a not a great show. Good scenery though. Uh, question number four. Okay. Paul Newman's last movie appearance was as a conflicted mob boss in what 2002 movie opposite Tom Hanks? Oh, these are pretty. These are pretty good today. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not giving myself credit of using trivia. Yeah, yeah. Dot FYI <laughs> again because I didn't prepare. Paul she Newman. doesn't wait a minute. Okay. Well, I, was, I told you I was giving her last, last man standing. <laughs> last man standing. Uh, no, incorrect. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were... No? you have a guess? Not a clue. Road to Perdition. The Road to Perdition. Oh, get out of here. Tom Hanks should have been the clue. <clears throat> yes. Because I wouldn't know how he and Paul Newman would get together um, in anything else. Yeah, he was, he was the, Newman was the boss and, and hello Newman. Tom Hanks had to kill somebody or something. Took the road to perdition, yes. In a barn. Killed him in a barn. And his son was in the trunk where he wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we've seen You it. guys should do a movie synopsis yeah. together. Synopsis? Once we get the, once we get the synopsis title right. Synopsis will be right. Okay. Yeah. Question number five. Lake Chapala is the largest freshwater lake in what country? Mexico. Correct. Excellent. Because there's aliens there. She Excellent. knows that. Exactly. <laughs> Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Where else did the Aztecs get all that exactly writing and technology? It's it's true, Dad. It's real. It's true. Okay. Okay. As long as it's true. I believe it's true. Oh. (laughs) Oh, this is an interesting one. I didn't know this. Uh, Question number six. Oh, good. He doesn't know this. Yeah, he didn't. Sorry. If it's history related. Which famous World War II general competed in the Olympics? What? Yeah. Well, obviously, as Olympics before. Was Patton. (laughs) No, I doubt it was Patton. Wasn't Eisenhower. Or was it Patton? (laughs) 
Omar Bradley. Incorrect. Okay. It was George, George Patton. Patton. <laughs> Get out of my face. 1912 Stockholm Olympics pentathlon. Get out of my face. Well, I guess that he was. A, make sense. I guess he was a little more fit in 1912 than when he was. And in he general. didn't have that ugly dog. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Uh oh yes. Wait no, I just lost it. Come back, come back. Stupid advertisements. Question number seven. In the Karate Kid. Oh God. Also a classic from my youth that inspired me to take the martial arts. What was the name of the dojo where the boys that bullied Daniel LaRusso trained? Cobra Kai. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Which I still have not seen. The commercial? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw the commercial. But they, they did a um, YouTube, the same way Netflix like is creating their own original movies. YouTube has a paid service now where they create their own stuff. And Cobra Kai is one of the shows that they do that's all about like where are they now? And Daniel LaRusso is like a car salesman who's cashing in on his on his previous fame. And I don't know. It's I still haven't seen it, but I really want to because I like I miss that world, I miss that Karate Kid world. Uh, nope, nope, nope. <clears throat> well, he well in that commercial, he's his new his new one is called Koala Kai. Koala so Kai? Yeah. So it's got Not a, a co- koala bear instead of Kona Kai. It's Koala Kai. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite as a... More mercy. More mercy. More mercy. <laughs> oh, I guess I haven't seen that, though. No, you gotta catch that. Where? I said right away, I said, I didn't know his name or his character name or anything. You right. Know, but... Okay, go ahead. Good stuff. Onward no. and upward. Question number eight. In George Orwell's Animal Farm, what was the name of the pig leader? Never read it. We had to read this one. I, I read it a hundred years ago. To, I don't I didn't. Pig leader. No, oh, I don't know. Mr. Oink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Schweizenhauer. <laughs> 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 Pigs, swine, swine to tower. Classic, classic. The president. Joke. It was a political satire. It was a political. <sighs> no idea. No. Other than Schweizenhauer, <laughs> it was Napoleon. Oh well, hey, very close. Yeah. Napoleon was the pig leader. Napoleon. Yeah. You realize uh, uh, what? What's funny to me is reading. Reading Animal Farm back then, uh, back in, not back then when it was written, but back when I was in middle school, and the teachers are like, this, like, this is a political satire about blah, 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 and you're like, wow, like, this, it's so great, like, the idea of satire, you know, really kind of the first time you're seeing that kind of statement made in a, in a piece like that you're kind of blown away and then you go back and read animal farm now and you're like this is really heavy-handed this is not even remotely yeah. <laughs> like it's not even remotely subtle <laughs> the political satire all right question number nine in the 1983 movie national lampoon's vacation what fictional amusement park were the griswold family trying to go to wally world oh wally world dad that's wally correct world, dad yeah <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's find a good last one. 
Uh, where are we? Speaking of Wally World. Yeah. And Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you, you, you realize that all the, all the characters have alliterations in their names. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, Goofy was originally called, and never got released, Dopey Dog. But Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs had come out. This is a this is an interesting fact. Fun okay. fact. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> it's a One fun fact portion of our program. Dopey. One of the dwarfs was named Dopey. Right. So he couldn't call him Dopey Dog, and that's why his name isn't Pluto the Pup, or Mickey Mouse, Daisy uh, Duck. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. I got a couple of them. <laughs> you do. You always. Have I got a facts. couple. Of them. He always does. Um. <clears throat> all right. Here's a good one. This is. This will be good for a, a final. Final one. In L. Frank Baum's original 1900 novel, I had no idea. Oh. I, the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Oh, sure. Right. What color were Dorothy's shoes? Not red. Correct. It's not red. Is that that close? And there's a cool story behind this too, which is why I'm glad that this one came up as the tenth question. Blue. Green. Final answers? Okay. (laughs) No, incorrect. Both of them. Both of them. They were silver. 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 And they changed them to ruby slippers so that it would have more impact when the movie switched to color. Color. Yep. Get out. Yeah. yeah, you have silver slippers in a black and white movie that all of a sudden turns color. It's not as big a deal as ruby slippers. So yeah, in the original That's novel. Crazy. Yeah. Some more of that backstage <laughs> prop manager work right yeah. there. Yeah. Director of production. I don't know who would be in charge of making that decision. Yeah. Um, uh, have you seen enough TV to have seen anything at all about the upcoming Oscars on Sunday, the makeup that Renee Zellweger wears as Judy Garland, whom she plays? She's up for Best Actress. Oh, no, I she haven't. She looks I've... incredible. Yeah, no, I have very little... <clears throat> I, I missed... I missed the Grammys. I miss the Tonys every year. I miss. It's the become Oscars. too political. We don't usually watch yeah. them anymore. Well, they, they get up there and they spout off about something, you know. <laughs> stuff some girl I never heard of. Them. Some girl I never heard of won five Grammys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the fluorescent green hair. Yeah. Billie, Billie Eilish. Yeah. yeah, she's seventeen. Get out. Seventeen that, years that, old. Well, yeah. Her older brother is her. Sorry, I like them because her older brother is their producer and does the the bulk of their work. He's twenty one. I hate them, but well, yeah, yeah. They 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 seriously they put two songs on SoundCloud, which is the free site where I host the podcast and music and stuff like that. The third song they put on SoundCloud, millions of streams, and like made her famous and they've done two albums now and she's like she's doing a world tour she's 17 years old that first song they put out she was like 15 or 16 or something but yeah like i I don't i don't follow music close enough to the only reason i heard of Billie eilish was because you know uh, 
I don't know, just lot memes, really, mostly. People people share memes on Facebook, and I go, who are they talking about? And then I search YouTube, what and I go, oh. What is a meme? Oh, oh, God, I'm so sorry. So a meme is when you take a snapshot <clears throat> of something from a famous movie or whatever, and then you write words on it. You make, like, a funny statement. Um... Like Mad Magazine used to do. Like Mad, there you go. Like yeah. Mad Magazine used to do, except the the meme is you know shareable on the interwebs. Interwebs. Um, <laughs> one of, one of the most popular ones is you know Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sean Bean was in Lord of the Rings as a oh man Boromir. I don't know. I'm gonna a get rock. I'm gonna get roasted if I no. <laughs> well, he dies in everything. So yeah. yeah. Um, Sean Bean was. Uh, in Lord of the Rings, he has this famous line where he says, one does not simply walk into Mordor. And so there's an image of him mid-sentence, you know, with his fingers like this, and it's a very popular meme to say, one does not simply, and then whatever your punchline is. You know. Well, thank you, guys. That was fun. It was. It was nice to have you back. It's always nice to have somebody that breathes and is human to talk to. Oh, is usually, that a dig on dad? No, or? I'm oh. usually talking hey, to hey. I'm usually talking to Luca or the television oh. because <laughs> dad works at night, so Gotcha. I, and Luke, my puppy. Luca Luca breathes but does not speak the English language. No. So Or yeah. see he or hear. Correct me either. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk like three months worth when I get a actual living being to talk to. Cool. Well, that's, I mean, that was three months worth there. That was fun. Dad walked away, though, as soon as we were going to say goodbye. So I don't know what to do now. Okay, well, I'll say goodbye for him. Okay. okay. Thanks for being here. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Welcome, Mike. Uh, thanks. Awesome. Do you do you add the music at home then? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that theme song. When oh, I mix it, thanks. Whoops. I don't know what it is, but I love it. That is, I wrote that. Hey. Awesome. Well, mom said goodbye for you, but oh, okay. Are we off the air? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we are.